Is everybody ready? Let's get rolling. This is The Big Show on 97.5, 1280 The Zone in the Zone Sports Network. Big Show, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Thank you very much for making us a part of your day. We greatly appreciate it. want to remind you about our friends at Diamond Airport Parking. Begin and end every great trip with Diamond Airport Parking. Diamond offers car-to-curb service, 24-7 airport shuttles, fantastic rates, complimentary bottled water, plus no one beats the friendly staff. Diamond Airport Parking, just off I-15 and Redwood Road. Park, ride, and save. Diamond Airport Parking. We're going to let you hear an, an interview that Hans did with uh, Aaron Roderick. Uh, we're going to do that coming up here in a minute. But I do have a story I want to run by you real quick, Gordon. All right. Uh, how do you feel about uh, gamesmanship? Like uh, trying to get into the head of your opponent uh, with some, you know, not strictly on the field activity. Such as? Well, I mean, you, very basic form of this would be trash talking. So on that's on the field. I, I, I'm more referring to not necessarily Pre-game. about your play, you know, not your uh, competition. You know, trying to... Just insult you and make you mad, get outside your Right, yourself. right. Do you feel like that's uh, that's part of the game? That's or is fine. that is that yeah. okay. I don't, I don't care. What about this? Does this uh, cross some sort of line? Okay. okay. Jalen Ramsey, when he was in college, used to research online the social media accounts of his opponent's girlfriends and then direct message them. He said he cut it out when he got to the NFL because he, he the next level was a little too. He couldn't do that when he went to the NFL, but he did it while he was in college. Is it okay to do that? I I would not recommend it. I think that's bad form. But if he creates a little strife in his opponent's relationship, though, their <laughs> their mind might not be entirely focused on the game. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, I think that's out of bounds. Austin. Uh, especially at the NFL levels, now we're talking probably wives. Yeah, he he said he did he stopped doing it when he right, got to I the heard NFL. That, so he's ju- he just while he was in college. So he's just a scumbag when he's in college. Uh, is is it really scumbag? If you're DMing can you, can my you, girl, we're gonna have some words. Can you give uh, me an example of something he might have done so we can see whether it was playful or whether it was just angry? Uh, did not get into specifics of what he did, but. I, I think you can imagine. What do you mean angry? It's not angry. I think he's trying to hit on these women. So it was all about... Yeah. I, I just... I, I don't think that's a good idea. No. That's too far. Yeah. I mean, he can do what he wants, but uh, I, 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 that does not get the stamp of approval. But what if you could take the wide receiver out of the game entirely... Because uh, that guy's got his mind uh, somewhere else. Well, first, he's just doing first this of all, for the team. 
If your relationship is is weak enough to be threatened by something like this, then then maybe uh, it isn't that strong of a relationship. You're now going to criticize these young people's relationship. That's that's where you're going to <laughs> go. No, like no. you were so mature uh, and established in your relationship at 22. What well, would you do if some football player was hitting on your girl? You'd probably be upset about it. What did he say to her? If he said, hey, you want to go out on a date? I'm sure it was a little more aggressive than that, but yeah, but that's the... So he was making a proposition? Probably. An indecent proposal? Doesn't matter. Well, that isn't going to affect you if you're secure in your relationship. All right. You think he was really doing that? Man, that's... Yeah, I, I don't approve of that. That's, that does not get the big show stamp of approval. That does not. No. Okay. Do you agree? No, not really. You think they should be able to do that? Oh, I think he's doing whatever he's got to do to get an edge. He's not breaking <laughs> any laws. not breaking any rules. Yeah, but what's that got to do? What's going, all that's going to do is tick him off so he's going to clean your clock when you get out on the field. That could backfire on you. Or totally uh, have him lose focus. No, that's not what it would do to me. I no n- way. Uh, you can say that. No freaking way. You can way. say that. It wouldn't. I would want to absolute. If if that guy's a wide receiver and I'm a cornerback, he is not catching a pass all day. I think you're. Uh, I think you're um, underestimating your emotions in in situations like that. No, no, because like you were trying to brag earlier. About you and Naz, your relationship is sound. It's not. It's not threatened by some weak attempt to have somebody uh, threaten you somehow. If somebody was uh, was hitting on my wife online, it would throw me off my game. It would. It I, absolutely would. It would. Yes, yes, absolutely. One hundred percent. Well, it, it, you just have to presume that everybody wants to hit on your wife. Because she's so wonderful. And then I want to hit them. Yes. Yeah, you can you can think whatever you want, but this <laughs> is taking it a, a step further. Uh, this a, is action. No, I'm taking it out on him during the game. Because once you step inside those lines. <laughs> yeah. You're not even going to be able to see him through your tears. <laughs> not true. Going to run right by you. No. And you go, I, think, I, I got I, beat on that I, one, Coach. I, I'm sorry. I think most of our listeners are secure enough. And tough enough to be able to take matters into You'll their own hands. You'll have dust in the wind playing in your head. <laughs> I'm sorry, but I think you're out of touch on this one. I mean, oh, you can't believe what you're really saying. You got jealous of Roger Federer because Lisa said he was cute. And you're telling me that if I'm if jealous. somebody was was no, hitting on Lisa when true. you were in your early 20s, I just presume. You, I know. I presume. I've always presumed that everybody wants to. Mm-hmm. Because she's so wonderful. Uh huh. I know. And so I so I accepted that. I already had two of my friends tell me if anything ever happens to you, we're gonna hit, we're gonna come in after your wife. Yeah, but they said if anything ever happens to you, and they were probably joking, which is and is they were probably guess. PK. They didn't really act like they were joking, and they were both married. Hmm. I said, what about your wife? So I, I you just you you gotta be stronger than that, mm-hmm. and then you punish. The guy for even proposing such a thing, mm-hmm. especially if it's as filthy as you were suggesting it was. I don't know what it was. Well, you said it was a little more aggressive. But I think you talk a big game. But if oh, it came down to it, no. I don't, if I'm a football I think, player and I'm all padded up, I got my hat on, I'm ready to go. 
I'm going to crush that guy. Yeah, you won't have slept the night before. You'd be a, <laughs> you're going to be an emotional wreck. Oh, yes, not a fighter. True. The only reason you would be that way is if you were afraid that your loved one was going to accept such a proposal. Mm. Yeah, and when you're in your early 20s, you don't have 30 years of marriage to, <laughs> lean, to rely on. Probably been out on a few dates with these Man, gals. You guys, you're weak-minded when it comes to this. And you are lying to yourself. I'm not lying to myself. All right, let's move on to, <laughs> to Coach Roderick. Hans was at practice, had a chance to to catch up with BYU's quarterbacks coach, and uh, here's that conversation. I'm here with quarterbacks coach Aaron Roderick at BYU. Coach Rod, you done with another uh, practice? How did today go offensively? It was good. We five days in now. We've got. Um, Good, good portion of our offense is installed now, and and uh, now it's just a matter of just trying to get a little better each day at what we do. Just looking at the quarterbacks and and the quarterback situation with Zach Wilson, and of course uh, the the Hall quarterback, your backup. How how are those guys competing, and how's that competition coming? Um, it's been good. I mean, Zach's Zach's taking all the reps with the ones. Uh, Jaron takes all the reps with the twos, and uh, gotten Jaron in there a few times with the ones when we when we gave Zach a little rest. But uh, both both guys are doing a good job. They're both improving every day. I mean, uh, I'm really glad we have both of them. They're good players. Are they are they different? Are there a lot of differences between the two? You know, they're not as different as I keep getting asked that, and they're, they're very similar players, and that's what we want. We're trying to have a stable of quarterbacks that have similar attributes. Both guys are athletic. They're good runners. They can throw it. They're smart. They're tough, and uh, they're good leaders. So I'm. They they have more in common than than uh, or a lot in common. Yeah. Uh, both of them enjoyable to work with. Yeah, yeah, these guys are all great. I got a great room. Joe Critchlow and Baylor Romney and Rhett Riley. It's a fun group. Uh, Joe kind of gets forgot a little bit, but, you know, you out watch practice and you watch him down, uh, I don't know, probably dropped it in the pocket 45 yards today. Yeah, yeah, Joe. He'll hit some good passes. Joe just never goes away, man. He's just every day he finds a way to do something good. It says a lot about his character because he started games here a couple years ago and he just he just keeps on hanging in there and competing, and uh, each day he finds a way to do something good for the team. And, and I'm glad we have him as well. How many camps is this for you now as a coach? I think this is my 20. I it's either 21 or 22 years. I can't remember. Well, because I remember yeah. I was still playing, and you came back and you GA'd. Yeah, like yeah. in '98 or '99. '99, I think. So yeah, um, it's yeah, it's about 21 years or something like that. Around right around there. 21 years. Do you still get the butterflies? Do you still get? You still get wound up? Is it still a? Yeah, man, it's still fun. It's still football. I mean, I I pinch myself every day that I get paid to do this. It's there's some tough things about this job, but I love it, and I'm. I'll, I love I love the game and and uh, I'm just, can't believe I'm fortunate enough to do it for a living. Still, some good chemistry between you and Grimes. I know last year there was there was a really yeah. solid fit. You felt like between Grimes and Clark and Bessie Sitaki that there was yeah. a lot of great rhetoric and good conversation. Yeah, Grimey's a great coach. I, I've learned so much from him. Um, and he's an even better person. I mean, he's just one of the best people you'll ever meet. He really, truly treats everybody with respect and cares about the players and the coaches and their families. He's, he's an awesome guy. And 
I'm really fortunate to have a chance to work with him. You've uh, coached and played in this rivalry for the better part of 25, 26 years. Something like that, yeah. It's but, been a long time. But you, I've never seen it out of the gates. You've never coached for wow. it out of the gates. Is this... It just yeah. seems like it's a completely different ball game. Like the, the the long the long in preparation of it all. Yeah, it's it's a little bit different, but um, like you said, I've, I've coached and and played in so many of these that um, you know it doesn't matter when it comes. You just know that it's a big game. I mean, I have a lot of respect for the rivalry. I've been on both sides, and it is it's something. It's it's like a season of its. You know, it's like a whole season in, in, in its own. And usually in normal seasons, that one week feels like a whole season. This year, it's a whole off season, a whole fall camp. And uh, it's just, it's, it's, uh, it's a big deal. It's a lot of time yeah, to think about yeah, it. It's, and, you know. when, when will you start uh, install for that? Oh, we started that. In, we started that January 1st last year. Nice. Uh, thanks, Coach. Appreciate your yeah. time. Interesting answer to that last question. We've been doing that since January first. <laughs> yeah, <clears throat> they are putting a ton of emphasis yeah. on the on and, the Utah game, and I kind of respect the fact that they're they're not lying about it. You know, they're saying yes, this is very important to us, and we are going to uh, not downplay it. Because what happens if they lose? Right. Well, that's the danger by putting so much emphasis on it. If they lose, you don't then want you it go to back be... to play Tennessee. You don't want to. You don't want it to be just so deflating that it costs you, you know, games further down the road. But at the same time, if you could pull it off and you could win, imagine how that sets you up, uh, especially for those next three games that are going to be really, really difficult. So maybe they want the pressure on the players to perform, to get to, to prepare, and uh, to lay it all on the line. And and maybe it's a little different when you're playing in your own stadium. You feel a little bit of a comfort zone there. But, uh, yeah, they they are being extremely honest. And oftentimes you'll hear an athlete say, ah, it's not that big a deal. We're just – it's just another game. They don't want to give the import to something to soothe the, the egos of their opponent, you know, by not acknowledging it. So – yeah, I I like it. I think it's uh, it's interesting. I think it it's it's a really important game. So is the Utah State game. So is the Boise State game. You know, Kalani's got to start winning some of these. He because he's he's lost two in a row to Utah State, right? He hasn't beat Utah, and I'm trying to think. Uh, they lost to Boise last year. They lost to Boise in 2017, and let me see what they did in uh, in 2016 with Boise. Uh, they lost 28-27. So that means in the last three years against those three teams, Utah, Utah State, and BYU, Kalani's 0-9. Yeah. Yeah. And, and they didn't give him a contract extension. He's coaching for his job this year. It means a lot to Kalani Sataki to get a victory over the rival. It's – but – Whether his job is on the line with it, I wouldn't go that far. But it is awfully important. Yeah, it's extremely important. So if it's that important, then are you foolish to make it public? Um, foolish? Counterproductive. It's almost like you're pushing all your chips into the middle. All right. That's exactly what they're so doing. So I, I don't know. You know, does is. 
if there's some desperation to that, right? But if you are desperate, like you said, why would you know? Why hide from it? I think Utah has the better athletes. So in order for BYU to win this game, they have to be precise on that particular day, that night, and they have to play with emotion, superior intensity and emotion and concentration to win that game. Yeah, and certainly the best team doesn't always win. So I just, you know, you think you you read into coaches' um, job status down there, and does Kalani have job security and those sorts of things? And he's not acting like he does. I mean, what do you think of the the overall job Kalani's done down there? I mean, should should they give him that security? Uh, I think so, because he's behaving like a coach that doesn't have it. Well, yeah. Well, maybe he sees it for what it is, and his players know that, and so he's saying, okay, I'm not going to hide it. I'm not going to act like it doesn't exist. So now I'm going to ask my players to go out and uh, and be at a level that uh, will preserve uh, their their status as players and mine as a coach. I, I Yeah, I respect that. I don't have a problem with that at all. And... I think it, I, I would be surprised. I don't know. This is one of the great things about having this game first on the schedule. We don't know how good these teams are going to be. No, we don't. We don't. I mean, we think the Utes are going to be really something special. They they have the capability to do that. But will that show up in that first game? The Utes have had a tendency in the past, maybe not to play that great in their first game of the year. So what's going to happen down in, in an intensified situation in a hostile environment? Well, the Utes have a lot on the line too. If you want to, I mean, if I agree, if you you know are among those who believe that they could possibly make a, a run to the college football playoff, which is a big if, I realize, but you start you the still season, have, you have to beat BYU to do that. You start the season with a loss. I don't care if it has no effect, really, no technical or absolute effect on your standings in your conference. It's the last thing the Utes want to do right out of the gate. Right. And I'm sure Kyle Whittingham is talking to them about that on a regular basis to keep them fired up. He's usually really good at that. Uh, there's there's always room for a slip between the, the cup and the lip. But I, I think uh, I think I would be surprised if both these teams aren't aren't ready to go. There will be some early season mistakes along the way. But as far as the care factor, there's no doubt about BYU. And I think there's little doubt about Utah. How many of those three games, the rival games, Utah, Utah State, and Boise State, how many uh, wins in those three would guarantee Kalani job security next year? Guarantee? Well, not. I don't think they can go three and zero in those games, and if they lose a bunch of other games, I don't think that really is going to uh, save him. How about the other way around? What if he goes zero and three, but they still win, let's say six games? Six games is iffy. But see, I think it matters who they beat, though. I do. I don't think it's just sheer the number of wins. I, I think I think a win over Utah, win, I think, would go win, a long way. What if they win seven or eight? But go zero and three in uh-huh. those games. If they win eight games and they go zero and three in those games, that's going to be enough. Well, it probably means they beat somebody else. Right. They're going to beat quality teams. I think uh, eight wins is. I think that pretty well nails it. But getting to eight wins without uh, without beating 
at least one of those teams is not likely. And, yeah, that's a good point. <laughs> that means that they win every other game. What if they win seven games, Jake? And is go zero and three against those teams. That still means you beat one of those other big guys. Yeah, I don't think I, you can. I, I, I don't think you can get to seven wins without. I know you can. I know right, it's possible, right. but I. I don't. If they go zero and three against those teams, I don't think they make it to seven wins. I suppose you wouldn't think so because if they can't beat any of those teams, then are they going to be able to beat so many of the others? And in that case, they would have to. Yeah. Yeah. Because if you go zero and three against those teams, uh, you would have you would only be allow yourself one loss against Tennessee, USC, Washington, and you know what? I'll even throw uh, Toledo and USF in there because they're and San Diego State. Yeah, those are those aren't those are not those are not easy, easy games. games. Uh-uh. Yeah, no. This this season is this is tremendously fascinating. That that in a year that's as important as this year is for Kalani and BYU in general, that they are facing the challenge they are. I, I, it's not my job on the line, but I like it. Mm-hmm. Because, and I think Kalani seems to be welcoming the challenge. I think he's embracing this thing. I mean, is he happy that his, uh, his status is uh, less than rock steady? No. But uh, this, th- he can make a statement with his team this year. And uh, even even just a doesn't have to be an overwhelming statement, but if if they win seven or eight games, uh, I eight games certainly is enough to preserve his job, and and seven might be as well. But with those three, I think he I, and he needs to win two out of three to get to that seven. It's such a loose thing, though, man. You just don't know how a team is going to play. Uh, yeah, you're well numerically. It makes sense. They they need to beat Boise this year because Boise's turning over some players and isn't going to be as good as they've been. And they have Boise at home. They do. They have to go to Logan to play Utah State, and Utah State probably is not going to be quite as good as they were last year, unless Jordan Love just truly turns out to be. I mean, you know, you you offered to vote for him for Heisman. If he's actually a Heisman candidate, I mean, mm-hmm. that would help. But yeah. I don't I don't know if if Utah State is going to be quite as good as they were last year. So those probably are the two likely if they're going to win two out of three. But you, I uh, I mean, getting back to A Rod, I can see why they're putting so much emphasis on the Utah game because that would do a lot for. The this team Indeed. if they could win that game. Yeah, you, you nailed it. Because if they're 1-0 after that first week and you're going back to Tennessee in an environment that is, oh, it is so thick back there and so college football, you know, in Knoxville. And, uh, and, and, and yeah, they would be and, – and BYU has proved in the past that they can win games in uh, those kinds of environments on the road. So if you beat Utah, you're in a great frame of mind. Your confidence is coming along. And, uh, and, and that's the game against these major, quote-unquote, powers that you have talked about, Jake, as being the most winnable of the bunch. Yes. And so let's say they let, – let's say – okay, we're not predicting this. But BYU beats Utah on its home field. Then they go back there and beat Tennessee on the road. Now you have confidence soaring – and your offense is probably playing well, and your defense is, is, has been good thus far because it's going to have to be in order to get victories there. Then you get the Trojans, an unproven Trojan team, on your home field 
Then you get Washington on your home field. This is set up about as favorably as possible for the Cougars when they're playing these kinds of an opponent. Given the degree of dif- uh, difficulty. Three, think, three out of the four at home? I mean, I think you can make an argument that last year, and I realize there was a Cal game sandwiched in the middle, but you can make an argument that last year the confidence they gained beating Arizona probably helped a lot going into Camp Randall to play Wisconsin. Yeah. So I think the you're describing a similar effect here, that if you can pull off that win over Utah, you can ride that wave and maybe and pick off a game or two that you shouldn't right. win. It wasn't preserved because then they, they got absolutely stomped against the Huskies. Yeah, that 35-7 to loss was rough. And they didn't even look that terrific against McNeese State where they won 30-3. to Yeah. But, I mean— But those were big, big wins. That Wisconsin win, and you already played the, the, the sound for me predicting that there's no way BYU could win that game. They did it. They did it impressively. Yeah. That stadium was absolutely—PK has talked about this. Shocked. Camp Randall was freaking shocked. Well, they don't lose a whole lot of games in Camp Randall. I remember what happened the year before against BYU in Provo. Oh, it was ugly. They got absolutely crushed, the Cougars did. That was—yeah, I, I think there is momentum. I do believe in momentum from week to week. It's not going to win the game for you. BYU beats Utah. It's not going to win the game against Tennessee. They can't get all fat-headed and whatnot. But if they get stomped by the Utes and then have to go back to play Tennessee, that just does not set them up in any kind of favorable mindset to be able to get the job done. All right, stay tuned. We'll have more coming up next. Uh, It is the big show. Don't forget, Gail Miller will be on the show at the top of the 5 o'clock hour. Very excited to talk to her. Uh, It is the big show. Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. The best coverage of the Utah Jazz in the NBA is right here on The Big Show. Kick it. On 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Show. Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5, 1280 The Zone. I've got a question for you, Jake. Real quick, I want to remind people uh, we're going to be at the warehouse tomorrow. It's 1967 South 300 West. Price is so low, it will blow your mind. The warehouse. Uh, Gordon, you're going to be gone tomorrow. Britton Johnson is going to sit in for most of the show tomorrow. Oh, so great. I'm excited about that. All right, your question. question is this. Do you think Donovan Mitchell is impressing the people down there around Team USA, his teammates? other stellar players in the NBA, most of them young, uh, Popovich, those who are on hand. I would guess so. And do you think that, how valuable is that? We talked a little bit about the value of playing, hearing the voice of a different coach other than Quinn Popovich's input. Did you see that picture that was circulating of Popovich talking, pointing something out to Donovan? Mm And you think, okay, that kind of influence has got to help. But I wonder if Donovan's down there showing him, giving him the what for on the court, just showing him what he can do and how much value that carries. To who? To to, 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 to the to, Jazz? To Donovan himself? No, to who? To, to, well, to, to Donovan, yeah. I think there's a ton of value for that in 
the, the Do you think the other players are going, wow, he, he's somehow impressing us in a way that they were unaware of previously? Yeah, probably they get to know him, get to work with him, get to experience how conscientious he is. Yeah, what a good locker room guy he is. And, and plus, he's really, really good. So to him, I think there's a there's a ton of value in that. Plus, you know, according to networking, regardless of what line of work you're in, there's a ton of value to networking, getting experiences with other people in the in your business. I mean, there's, there's ta- a ton of value there. We're talking about stellar players here, but I, I thought about that when I saw that dunk off the Kimball Walker lob uh, yesterday down there in practice, and I thought, how can anybody see that and not be impressed by it, even when you're used to a high standard? Yeah, I think I think Donovan's game, especially if he takes it to the next level, like we we were talking about a, a video that Andy Larson sent out today of him uh, making a play and getting into the lane and then dishing out for the open three, making the correct decision. Mm-hmm. You know, all that all that sort of stuff. I I think is. Uh, valuable to show others and and is impressive to those down there. Yeah, I we've, think so. We've been talking about the various ways Donovan can improve, and I think so much of it is mental. I think he's mentally tough. I, I'm not saying that he has to become tougher that way. I just this reading and recognizing and understanding what he needs to do. I, I think that is huge because it's 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 going to do nothing but aid the physical side. The Jazz are building around him. They want him. We talked to David a little bit about this yesterday. He's their number one. He's their number one offensive option. The the franchise, you know, Mike Conley, uh, Bojan. Mike knows that. They're they're building to complement Donovan. And so he needs to be worthy of that trust that the franchise is putting in him. And that means he needs to put in the work and he needs to get better. And I think – I've I've been saying this all along about his partic- participation with Team USA. That's what all what it's all about in my mind mm. is how can he utilize that to make himself better? And I think that there are tons of opportunities because he's he's playing for Greg Popovich, one of the greatest coaches of all time in the NBA. For a sponge like Donovan, that is that is a real bonus. He needs to parlay that into taking the step that you and David were talking about yesterday. If he's going to score 28 points a game, he's going to have to get better. Yeah, and if he doesn't get better, then a, a veteran like Mike Conley is going to recognize that and say, okay, this, this guy isn't what I thought he was. Yeah. And so there's a danger there. He has to reassert himself and uh, make the progress and demonstrate it on the floor so that he can do nothing but inspire confidence from his teammates. And then Mike will not hesitate, and I'm not saying he he would think this way that he wouldn't, but uh, get that guy the ball in positions where he can gain an advantage with it. Yeah. And so I think it, Mike so and it's I critical. Think, this offseason is might be as important for Donovan as any I can think of. Oh, I agree. And and Donovan's gonna be put in better positions, but he still needs to improve. I mean, he still needs to get better. All because right. he, he's a guy that has limitless potential. Remember his first year, his commentary after his first year, he said I when I went back and looked at the film of every game, I thought, I can't believe I took that shot. Yeah, I remember. Remember that? that? He said, what a dumb shot. I can't believe I took that shot. Hmm. So, yeah, refining. It's just got to happen here because obviously there are a lot of gifts there. Coming up next, we have the Not Sportsport, then Gail Miller with us at the top of the 5 o'clock hour. Stay stay tuned. It's the big show, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Check this out. And now your Not Sports Report on 97.5, 1280 The Zone. 
and the Zone Sports Network. Big show, 97.5, 1280 The Zone. It is time. We do it every day at this time for the Not Sports Report. Brought to you by the LHM Used Car Supermarket. Over 1,000 used vehicles in inventory. Shop online, lhmusedcars.com. Gorda, where are we going today? We're going to Florida. But, Jake, my question before we get to that is, did you ever tattle on your brother? I'm sure I did at some point. Where they do something, Austin, did you ever, one of your brothers do something and and you went to the parents and outed him or her, uh, you know? It was rare when I didn't. That'd be the easier question oh, to answer. Oh, you yeah. sold out the siblings a lot, huh? It was Lloyd. Did you? That's, that's true. me. That's <laughs> who I am. Did, did you? I'm not going to jail for someone else. Did you? Was that showing love? No. Well, didn't you feel any brotherly love or sibling love? Yeah. But, but I'm older. <laughs> the reason I bring this up is because there was a there's a, a woman. Let me show you her picture. Jake, see her? How would you describe that that woman and what she's doing? She's a woman mm-hmm. uh, and she has her arms up and so she looks like a Y. And she's holding what? Uh, I can't tell. A water bottle? It's a water bottle. Uh-huh. She looks like she's on a hike. Right, she's got shoes on, and she's uh, looks like she's out in the great wilderness hiking around. Okay. She's trying to become uh, an Instagram influencer, and so her sister, after she posted this and got like a thousand likes on it or whatever, her sister posts the same photo of of her and says. My sister said she was going hiking. This is our backyard. Uh, okay. So she she essentially tattled on her sister. And now her sister's all embarrassed because she was trying to look like she was out in the great outdoors and, and hiking. And it's her backyard. I think that's a low blow. Why, why would anybody possibly care about this? No, I want to know. You're like outed by the sister, but why, why would anybody be like, oh, how dare you? I guess nobody would, Jake. No. <laughs> Good Lord. <laughs> no, why would this be controversial? Because of all the people that outed her, it was her own sister. That was the coldest, I didn't mean gangsterous it. thing to say. I don't. If I cared what he thought, I might have gotten mad. I didn't mean <laughs> for it to be that cold. I more mean like, why? Why is this controversial? Who cares where? Nobody the pic- cares about that, OJ. No, who cares where she's the picture trying, came she's from? She's trying to show and portray a certain image, and her sister came along and said she's not out hiking. She's standing in our backyard. Yeah, but why would why would somebody care if she was lying about hiking? What who, her what? sister cared. What difference does it make? Well, nothing. She's really, just putting nothing, a picture out really there. Nothing really makes a difference, Jake. Nothing. 
I really didn't mean for it to come across that cold. I'm sorry. I wasn't I wasn't criticizing you, Gordon. I was like, why would this be controversial enough to be noteworthy? What what do I care? Because you ratted our sister. But where do why would anybody care where the picture came from? What difference does it make? Nobody cares about that, Ajay. That's all I'm trying to say. No, don't be upset. Don't be upset. I wasn't. It didn't come off the right way. I, I, I'm more exposing my own, own unfamiliarity with controversies on Instagram. I don't, I don't know why this would be a controversial. rivalry here. That was the point. It didn't. The details didn't matter. There's lots of sibling rivalries everywhere. They don't seem to to make the news. They don't make the not sports report. Fine, fine. I'm a horrible person. Should have, right. I should have been nicer Frank about Dolce that. Frank Dolce was right all along. I didn't mean to be so mean. It didn't. I just didn't understand, okay? <laughs> My favorite thing that's ever been said during this segment. <laughs> Gail, I say it all the time behind the glass. But <laughs> Gail Miller joins us next. Stay tuned. 97.5 and 1280 The Zone.